Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and Cake from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. The most disappointing team in the NFL this season would be fill in the blank. Predictions on Broncos Lions. We'll, of course, do more of that tomorrow on the program as well. Also, Chris Marlowe calls the Nuggets for Altitude TV. We'll join us on tomorrow's program right around 940. I believe we have that still in play for tomorrow. Also, uh, Don Baber, Palisade girls basketball coach. Knew the second day of the Palisade Winter Classic. But also, starting tomorrow, it's the 46th Warrior Classic Wrestling Tournament out at Central High School. I mean, outside of the state wrestling tournament, it is the biggest wrestling tournament in Colorado. And uh, time to talk some Warrior Wrestling this morning on the Jim Davis Show. Oh, that's me. That would would be you. That's me. Sorry. (laughs) That would be you. Talking Central Warrior Sports on the Jim Davis Show. I was reading the text line, I swear. (laughs) You okay? You okay over there? I don't know. All right. Uh, Right now with us, uh, Clint Trujillo, and he is brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Clint, I appreciate the time. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me on. Got another Warrior Classic starts tomorrow at Central High School. A, a lot of work. You and your staff put a lot of work into this. Josh King and and uh, and, and Tish and the folks out at uh, Central High School. Uh, and a lot of volunteers help out with this as well. About, about general, how many people are involved in putting together the Warrior Classic? Oh, geez, I can't even count to the truth we, we're actually setting up the gyms right now and we have uh quite a few people in there helping out you know setting up three mats on each side and then uh, making sure i mean we have to bring down mats and make sure they're all in the right spots and then the tables and everything else so we're take us all day to probably um complete this but fun times absolutely and so uh, with the warrior classic the 46th edition of the warrior classic that you, you uh, outside of the state wrestling tournament, winning a state championship, winning a Warrior Classic title, it's it is one of the more prestigious honors a wrestler can can garner uh, during his career, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's an incredible accomplishment considering the kind of competition, all classifications that you face to win a Warrior Classic title. Oh, definitely. I know a ton of state champions that have never won the Warrior Classic. I mean, I. Um, me personally, I only took second in it twice. I never got a chance to win it. Um, it's just, it's a really tough tournament, you know, from every classification. We have teams from outside the state, the top teams from outside the state. So it is, it's a beast for sure. Looking at uh, the, just we'll start out with the teams coming in. You went, uh, they're the defending champion. Uh, they're looking to win a six warrior classic title. And, um, you know, they won their 26 state championship last season. You win, it's got to be one of the teams you have to, to, to look at for to, to maybe defend that Warrior Classic title. Fruit of Monument comes in uh, with an impressive resume as well uh, as far as the Valley teams. Kind of uh, give us some of your thoughts about some of the other teams uh, to keep an eye on this weekend uh, that will try to walk away with a Warrior Classic team championship. Um, there's a lot of really good teams coming in. Uh, Meeker has all those tough upper weights that, you know, they're all real solid. They'll probably make some noise. Um, Cedar Edge has a few... Um, 
boys that are definitely going to be up there. Uh, Brush coming over. Uh, they're, you know, really solid. Uh, we added a few new teams like uh, Columbine, Falcon, um, Conifer, and a few other teams like that. And that Uinta team is, man, they are tough and they didn't uh, lose much and they won the wire by quite a bit last year. So it's going to be a battle with them for sure. So it's definitely going to be fun. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you know Brush and, and the three A ranks, Meeker and the two A ranks, uh, all those really good upper class, upper weight wrestlers that Meeker has, Clint, and then you've got North Fork. They're seventh in two A right now, and you reference Cedar Edge. They're they're fourth right now in two A. So uh, once again, shows the strength of regardless of classification, the strength of Western Slope wrestling with some of those schools uh, that are from this side of the hill that'll that'll be very much in contention for a, a Warrior Classic title. Oh, for sure. There, you know, I think like a lot of big schools come here and then they just think like, you know, a lot of small A schools will be here, but there's so many solid individuals, you know, throughout all these schools that it, again, it's just tough. It's tough no matter what weight class you're in. Um, yeah, pretty prestigious if you're able to pull off a first place here at the classic. So pretty exciting. Central Warrior Wrestling Coach Clint Trujillo with us. The Warrior Classic gets underway tomorrow morning out at Central High School. Uh, one of your guys, Eli Hernandez, uh, Clint, uh, uh, finished third last year, looking to to come away with, with that thing that his coach didn't get, a Warrior Classic title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, right now, he's I think he's 14-0 and zero right now. He ran into some pretty tough kids up in um, Utah. We've been to two big tournaments up there in Utah so far and um, a lot of the top kids over there. And he's um, been pretty dominant this entire time, and he's looking really sharp. Uh, he has a great attitude, but works his tail off. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think he should be up there very top somewhere for sure. And and you look at some of your other uh, wrestlers that, uh, uh, that have had good starts to the season, uh, William Dean at 132, uh, Hassan Mains at 150. Kind of take us through uh, how some of your other guys are are performing right now. Um, we're, let's see. We, like uh, starting from the ball, we actually get our six pounder back, which is really nice. He hasn't been in the lineup yet because of his descent plan. Um, but he, uh, Michael Batista, he's a pretty solid kid. We're hoping that you know he comes out with a medal. Um, of course, JP Espinoza at 113. Um, defending warrior classic champion and he he has one loss against one of the state champions um in utah but he's beaten i think he beat two other state champions this um past couple weeks too so he's been wrestling really solid as well um we have another senior at 120s i think he's going to do a really good job dominic uh ortiz uh 32s you just mentioned um uh tristan dean you know, took six in the state uh, as a senior, and he'd been wrestling really tough. And, you know, wrestling with Eli and Hayson and all those guys, you know, just really pushing each other. I mean, all of them are improving quite a bit, so it's going to be really fun with them. Um, keep going up. We have uh, a junior that just came back with us, um, Zeke, uh, Trevor Zeke, which Tyler's, Little brother, we just graduated Tyler last week, last year. Um, then we have at 44s, uh, Jordan Willie 
and he's been actually wrestling really tough. He, he's really picked it up from this summer till now. I've been really been impressed like what he's been accomplishing so far this year. And Hasten, uh, just look at 150, he's been looking pretty, like, I don't think anyone's even scored a point on him unless he's cut him. Like, he's taken on every kid, and he's wrestled some really tough kids so far. And he's undefeated so far this year. And then as we keep going up, I mean, um, let's see here, 165. Uh, we have a little brother, uh, Dylan Ortiz, is his first year on varsity and trying really hard and doing a good job. Uh, 75s, uh, we actually have a young man that became eligible. Um, he hasn't had a match so far as high school career, but he's been working his tail off in the classroom, and we finally get to see him on the mat, and I'm really excited for him. Um, Jeremy Griffith. And then um, at... 190s, we have an older brother, or not older brother, twin brothers of Willie's. Um, so Jaden Willie, and he's going to be wrestling this for the first time. Um, pretty excited for him. And 215s, we have a freshman there that, you know, does a good job, tries hard, and pushes everyone. And then we uh, finish our lineup up with uh, Zach Knowles, and senior, a great leader, great attitude, and um, we're hoping for him to get you know, something in the state tournament, of course, uh, get himself a medal over there, and then we're starting it off right now. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really good time for us, for sure. Clint Rayo, Central Warriors wrestling coach with us on the team. You mentioned J.P. Espinosa is a defending Warrior Classic champion. How do you help him deal with the pressure, Clint, of, of trying to repeat as a Warrior Classic champion? Uh, we talk about this stuff all the time, like a wrestling mindset. And we just got to go into every match, regardless of who the kid is, you know, the whether it's a big, big match or just like first round or last match round, wrestling the same, no matter what. And no matter if the kid's really good, you know, not so good in experience, we just always wrestle our match, do what we want to do, getting into our ties, getting our positions that we want to be in and um, just keep moving. And they train so hard. These boys train so hard, honestly the confidence comes from them knowing how, you know, what we do and how we, the culture is in the room. So they, their mindset should be right there. Like we deserve to win. So it's good. Clint Trio, Central Warriors wrestling coach with us. Clint, wrap it up here with, um, so times tomorrow, tickets, those kind of things. Can you give us some details on that? Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, wrestling will start at 10 o'clock. And I believe doors open at nine then. Um, we don't have any tickets online. I mean, so everything's purchased actually here. And then on Saturday, the time will begin. Wrestling begins at nine o'clock. Um, they'll be running it straight through, um, all the championship rounds and the consolation rounds up until we get to the finals. Then right before the finals, they'll take like a one hour break to make sure we, you know, get everything set up and ready to go. And then uh, we'll be starting the finals after that hour break. All right, of course, it all wraps up Saturday night out at uh, Central High School, the 46th Annual Warrior Classic. Uh, look, if you've not had a chance to watch high school wrestling, this is a fantastic opportunity to take in uh, how good the talent is, uh, not just in Colorado, but here on the Western Slope in particular. And once again, as Clint mentioned, it starts at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning 
out at Central High School. Hey, Clint, uh, best of luck th- this weekend to you and your Warriors and uh, to the event in, in total. We appreciate the time as always. I'm sure we'll be talking more down the road as we get through the, the high school wrestling season. Appreciate the time today. All right. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Clint Trujillo, coach of the Central Warriors boys wrestling team. All right. It, like I said, if you've not been out to the Warrior, all those mats and now you have two gyms. It's and huge. It's a huge, huge event. And um, if you've always been interested in high school wrestling and you've never really had a chance to take it all in, I mean, this is, like I said, next to the state tournament, this is this is the big one with the Warrior Classic. So um, once again, that starts 10 o'clock tomorrow morning out at Central High School. And as we referenced, East End of the Valley, really busy with the Warrior Classic. Very. Palisade Winter Classic basketball tournament, boys and girls, uh, area teams all competing in that as well. Uh, out of Palisade uh, starting tonight, by the way. First game's at 3 o'clock today out of Palisade High School for that. All right, 9.13, Jim along with uh, Cake today. We didn't get to it in the 7 o'clock hour. Got a very busy show today. Let's go ahead and do it right now. It's a little bit late, but... A little delayed. Better late than never. It's sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, this is going to be a little meta because I'm introducing a clip of Seth Meyers introducing a clip. So it's a clip within a clip. Carmelo Anthony was on Late Night with Seth Meyers earlier this week. I believe it was either last night or the night before. And they were talking about uh, an appearance that Carmelo Anthony made on Saturday Night Live. You were in a very special SNL sketch. You were in the musical episode of Laser Cats. We're not about to show that. Well, <laughs> Emmy worthy. Emmy oh, it, Snow. It was Emmy worthy. It was Emmy worthy. Did you did you have any memory of it before I said it? Do you remember doing Laser Cat? I I do. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to you know get rid of that, but yeah. The internet's forever. The internet wins. The internet wins again. I yeah. had forgotten that it was the musical episode of Laser Cat. So not only did you appear in Laser Cats. Um, you had to sing, and let me just say, I had no idea what a beautiful voice you have. Yeah. Me either. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. So you were finding out in real time with America. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's take a look. This is very brief. It's a very brief cameo. <laughs> Don't blink or you miss it. Here's Carmelo please, and Lady Please Gale. blink. <laughs> please blink. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna sneak right in. Carmelo Anthony. I should arrest you guys, but you seem pretty cool. Go Knicks. That's one of that's one of them appearances that the team make you do. Like, hey, we got twelve appearances, you have to go do one. And that's one of them. Oh, oh, the team made you do it. They were like, Yeah, you gotta go, Carmel, put on your Knicks stuff and go over to SL. Welcome to New York. Yeah, welcome to New York. There you go. And I do remember that. I remember the the laser cats. Was he Andy Sandberg and who else? Bill Hader. That's why Bill Hader was the other laser cat guy. And they'd take the tail and cock, <laughs> cock the laser. <laughs> oh. So, oh, so, so stupid. So and stupid, but yet it was so funny. So endearing. So much better than it is now. I actually heard Adam Driver did pretty good earlier last week. It's not necessarily the host. It's. Did you, okay. I'm going to jump off the sports track for a moment. Okay. Chris Wallace has an interview series. I believe it's on CNN. Uh, Mike Wallace's son. Right. And Chris Wallace interviewed Adam Driver. And the subject came up about 
Adam Driver's appearance, how he looks, mm. that he's obviously not the classic, you know, handsome Dan, leading man kind of guy. And he was asked about it, and, and Adam Driver was was very cordial, and you know, we responded and right about it, and then and then Chris Wallace goes. Come on, wouldn't you rather look like, or something, I'm paraphrasing here, look like Robert Redford? And then Driver's like, well, what guy wouldn't want to look like Robert Redford? Let's, right. be, let's be honest about that. And it was like Chris Wallace would not let it go about Adam Driver's looks. And Chris Wallace is now getting a lot of heat for just kind of going on and on and on about Adam Driver and, and how he looks. And Adam Driver's getting a lot of kudos for being just a pretty class guy about it and just kind of going, well, I'm just... I'm just, you know, I work with what, what God has given me, so to speak. There this you is what, go. It's what I've got. So this is how I look. If you don't like it, that's tough. He he looks really good, though, in Ferrari. It looks like he's, well, he's Enzo Ferrari, and um, that looks like a very good movie. It does. Yeah. Okay, I, sorry, since we're already off the rails here, and we sure. have the time. Uh, I saw a movie last night. It's that new uh, Paul Giamatti movie, The Holdovers. Okay, did you like it? I did. It yeah. was a very... I thought, going into it, I thought, okay, this is going to be one of those, like, snobby, like, too smart for me movies. It ended up being a actually really kind of wholesome, touching Christmas movie. Huh. Worth going to the theater to see, or is that just... Is it worth... Is it not worth that just... Um... Just wait till it comes out on I'm the whatever. Type, I'm the type of person that will always advocate for going to the theaters to see something because I just like the experience. Sure. And I think the timing works out right because by the time this thing gets released on whatever yeah, right, streaming, it's going to be way, way it's past be holidays. Way past holidays. So. so it's kind of a holiday movie. It is. Okay. Yeah. It takes place at Christmas in 1970 at this like prep boarding school for boys and Paul Giamatti plays the cranky teacher who has to babysit the kids that are stuck at the school for Christmas. And hilarity and heartfeltness ensues. Okay. Because yeah, Ken and I were looking at movies to go see the other day. Mm -hmm. And we thought about that one. It's like, oh, it was like, it was, it was a contender. And then I think the trailer, the trailer for it doesn't do it justice because it kind of gives you the impression that it's going to be kind of like a. Wes Anderson-y something kind of in that like quirky vein. And it has those moments, but it has, it actually has quite a lot of like heart to it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll that is up for consideration because you looked around, it's like the, the Marvels is out and Kenda's not a big superhero movie fan. And, and I like those movies, but I'm not been really stoked to go see the Marvels. No offense to, no, to, and, to, to the, the MCU, but it has been a movie that's really motivated me a lot to go see it. I've seen it. It's good, and again, I like the theatrical experience of it, but... But I can wait. You can wait. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. That's what I've heard. So I am still love me some Sisu, man. Sisu is great. I strongly recommend you see Sisu. Not a Christmas family film. No. No. <laughs> but if you love a film or a Finnish Special Forces guy, takes it... Wax a lot of Nazis. <laughs> You're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. Also watched, the, I think I mentioned the David Harbour violent night where he's Santa where Claus. He's, yeah. I have thought, and I tried to I, I tried to talk Kenda into seeing the Joel Kinnaman silent night. 
Okay, I've seen posters for that. Here's, what is it? Here's your premise. Okay. Joel Kinnaman is... They're out. I think they're out. It's Christmas time. It's, mm. it's a holiday film. Quote, unquote, holiday the, film. Along the lines of Die Hard. Mm. Uh, that he's out and they're they're in their front yard, I think, decorating or doing something. Gang comes by, shoots Kenneman, and it's like these two gangs are going at it. It's not their collateral damage. His son dies. Kenneman gets shot in the throat. Mm. And so he can't talk anymore. And so he goes on YouTube starts learning how to use use weapons, trains himself to go after these guys. But he goes after them wearing the Christmas sweater he was wearing when his son died. And, and he's not talking. And he does not talk the, the majority of the movie because he's been shot in the throat. Hmm. Hence the name Silent Night. And like I said, I tried to get Ken to, to go and she's like, eh. <laughs> You can just you can just watch that when it comes out. You can watch that at home, or go or go see it yourself if you want to. Have fun. But yeah, you're, normally I mean this time of the year, there's okay. Here's it sounds like a wine about a Wednesday on a Thursday. There's usually lots of great big holiday films. Not so much this like, year. What, yeah, Wonka right now. Wonka is going to release I think either today or tomorrow. And it looks okay. I, I actually I heard a review for that one that said that it's actually really good. Yeah, I mean, it looks all right. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is a really good actor. And he is. What, Hugh Grant's like one of the Oompa Loompas, I believe? Yes. And yeah. I kind of like that they went with the stylist, uh, the style of the Gene Wilder Wonka. Yeah, the original. The OG. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp one, which supposedly is more faithful to the book. But, you know, also, come on. Books and movies are different. Gene Wilder to me will always be Willy Wonka. Absolutely, he was great. I mean, he was absolutely. There was while while Johnny Depp had because I saw the Johnny Depp one as well. There was a malevolence about Johnny Depp's version of it. Wilder was just so he was so crazy acting and so happy at times. Right. And then there was this part where he was pretty. He like a switch could be very very dark. Yes. And that was what was great about Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. It kept you on your toes. Kept you on because you didn't know. I think this guy's a sociopath. I think this, I think this guy's got a problem. Because what about it? He's extremely happy and pleasant. And the next minute, children are getting sucked down tubes and... Falling into chocolate rivers. Or... Turning into blueberries. Turning into giant blueberries or whatever the case. With Veruca salt in some of them. Yeah. And what was the deal with, with Charlie's grandparents? Was with Grandpa? What's the deal? Grandpa all of a sudden, after those years being in bed, oh yeah, he gets a golden ticket. All of a sudden, Grandpa able to hey, hey. walk again. <laughs> Jack Albertson was in the '70s series. Here we go again, another '70s show. Chico and the Man <laughs> with the late Freddie Prinze. All of a sudden, he's ready to go. He's he can go to the chocolate factory with Charlie. What up with that? Oh, there's so there is. I think Grandpa so pulled a scam. That was a Grandpa's pulling a scam. There is so much of that, like internet meme kind of hate for Grandpa Joe because you're because you're absolutely right. He's a scammer. He's a total scam artist. Grandpa Joe could have been out working, making a buck so they didn't have to live in that tiny cramped house. Could have been helping out. No. No, no. He's got to lay in bed all day until oh, ticket to the chocolate factory. Well, guess who feels pretty good now? Because I got a golden ticket. Mm. 
Never mind that I've been lying here <laughs> in sounded, bed for he years. He's a, a little boozy there for a moment. Like Grandpa Joe. Like, <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's why Grandpa Joe's in bed all that time. You're a fat, stinking drunk. Anyway. Uh, yeah. All right, 924. Show already in progress. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Read some of your text. Do some other stuff. We got a few texts in. Okay, we'll do that. That's up next. Text or call us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Touchdown every morning. <laughs> the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 927. Is this... I don't know how, but they found me. No, no. different. Okay, it sounds like sound just like that that one hit wonder band. I don't know how, but they found me. Uh, no, this is uh, Japanese breakfast. Okay, another band of similar similar ilk, so to speak. Cut from the same cloth. Yes. All right. Nine twenty-seven. Uh, let's see. Let's check out some text. Um, Mark this morning. So a couple of years ago, okay, I was already did Mark. Where was the what was the one I was going to read? Okay, from uh, Die Hard, the new Kent Denver girls basketball coach is Ann Abromatis. Abromitis. Abromitis. Sure. Oh, Ann Ann Struther. Okay, Struther. Formerly Ann Struther, who of course, credible state basketball champion. She went to UConn, won two national championships. But uh, I remember, I think I called an Ann Strother game when she played. I think when Junction, I think Junction might have played Highlands Ranch back in the day. Yeah. yeah, she was pretty good. She was really good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, let's see one from Andy this morning. This loads up. There we go. Latrell Sprewell choked out PJ Carlissimo. Lambeer and Mahorn were, would have been tossed every time they were on the court. It, the, in relation to what? We're talking about Draymond Green. Draymond getting, yeah. Look, Mahorn, Lambeer, physical, the bad boys, the Pistons, man, Isaiah Thomas, when, when they won Joe Dumars and they won championships. They were physical. They were nasty guys. But I, I don't remember ever choking anybody out. I don't remember either one of those guys ever grabbing somebody and trying to choke them out. Or necessarily just punching somebody the way Draymond Green, Green did to Yusef Nurkic. Would they get into it with guys? Would it get scrappy? Would it get, or, you know, would fisticuffs maybe start to evolve? Right. Sure. But they, but they I, I, look, they were not classic. They, they were not... They were physical guys that had no problem pushing the envelope and getting under people's skin and being physical, hard fouls, all that stuff. But Draymond Green just seems like he enjoys sucker punching people. Kicking kicking people in places where they really should yeah. not be kicked. Yeah. That seems to be his MO. That's what he likes to do. And maybe Charles Barkley's right. Maybe it is a case now where Draymond Green, and I've not seen a Draymond Green reaction to what Chuck had to say, but maybe that is a case where Charles is right. 
Draymond Green is not the player he once was. Happens to everybody. Father time is undefeated, except for maybe Tom Brady. Because Brady could still probably be a top five quarterback if he wanted to be. If he still wanted to be playing, Brady could still be playing. If he really wanted to play, he would be. Yeah. There are plenty of teams that would jump at the chance to have Tom Brady right now, age 46-ish. They would, they would take him in a heartbeat. And for a while, the Raiders almost did. And I think I, I was reading somewhere in the aftermath of Josh McDaniel's second firing from an AFC West team that he apparently was like almost banking on Brady coming back to play for Vegas, for the Raiders. And Tom was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need but, to. But not every guy's Brady. Not every guy. He is the unicorn. He is the guy that still at his age, mid-40s, could still quarterback a team, get them to the playoffs, help, right team, get them to the Super Bowl. Draymond Green is human. Yeah. That means age catches up with you. And maybe Chuck is right about that. Because Charles Barkley went through that, as we referenced. Talking about Othello Harrington and and cheap-shotting him in practice because he didn't like the way Harrington was practicing against him because he couldn't guard him because he just was at the tail end of his career at the Rockets. The, the, talent, the, the physical tools were no longer there. And, and that frustrated Barkley. And so Barkley took it out on Othello Harrington. And maybe that's the case with Draymond Green. And things are not going well like they used to go in Golden State where, where they were kicking butt and taking names and winning championships. They are no longer that team anymore. They're, they're not. And so, I mean, you look at right now, where, where's Golden State in terms of the playoffs? They're 11th right now in the Western Conference. They're 11th. That's not good. The Rockets are ahead of them. Oof. I mean, teams in the past you would have never thought would be ahead of them. The Pelicans. The Mavericks have had their ups and downs, but right now Luka's playing brilliantly and, and the Mavs are playing well. They're, they're third in the West right now. And their owner is going to probably sell the team. Yeah, man, Mark Cuban's syndicated plans on selling them. Uh, Oklahoma City just got their stadium deal approved, which surprised a lot of people that they were willing to fork over $600 million or whatever <laughs> for that team to end up staying in Oklahoma City. But the Warriors have, they, they are no longer the great team with, with Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and obviously, you know, with, you know, with the, 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 the three-point shooting that they had in the past, that they just, they're not, they're not that team anymore. And maybe that's the thing that gets Draymond Green frustrated and upset and agitated. And the thing is, right, so you, you talk about someone who's immune to father time at the, at the moment for the time being. Steph Curry, 34 and a half minutes a game, almost 30 points a game. Six boards, six assists per game. You know, he's... He's not the problem. He's not the problem. He's still, you know, he's shooting 49%, 42.7% from three. 
So he's still kind of, you know, and he's 35. And oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at this is actually last year's. Okay, let's see what he's where he's currently. He was really good last year. Still really good last year. And all right, so right now he's averaging 29 a game. 29.1 as opposed to 29.4. You know, so last five, he's averaged about 27 and a half. So, you know, again, Draymond or uh, Steph Curry, that could be something else too if we're, you know, if we're continuing on this theme of Draymond's frustration with his play at his age. He's looking at his teammate Steph Curry and going, how come that guy is still playing at as high a level at his age and I can't? The shooter shoot. He's a, he's a tremendous shooter. Yeah. Draymond Green, that's not his game. It's not. And then you got Clay Thompson, who has not been the same guy since the injury. No. He's right now 34% from three point range. His career mark is 41. 41%. That's not good. Points are down. He's career average of 19.6. He's 14.4 right now. That's part of the problem as well. And he's uh, 33. It might just be time to blow it up. Probably time to blow it up. All right, 936. And it's uh, time for this day in sports history. That's the story of the greatest sport moment of all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, just for the Buckeye who's on vacation today. 1947, Cleveland beats the New York Yankees 14-3 to win the AAFC championship game. Yes, not the Indians. It's Major League Baseball. The Browns beat the New York Yankees 14-3. Second straight year, the two teams meet in the title game with the Browns winning back-to-back matchups. Marcel Dion of the LA Kings scores his 500th goal back in 1982, does it in a 7-2 loss to the Washington Capitals. 1991, Desmond Howard wins the Heisman Trophy. It's the second biggest margin of victory in Heisman Trophy history. Casey Weldon of the Florida State uh, Seminoles quarterback was your runner-up that year. Who? Casey Weldon. Sadly, I remember. I have no idea who that is. I do. 1997 New York Jets equal NFL mark for greatest turnaround in modern NFL history. The Jets uh, beat Tampa Bay 31 to nothing. The Jets were one in 15 the year before, and so. they have the biggest turnaround in the modern era, 2002. Michael Jordan matches a career low with two points and a Wizards win. Speaking of guys who their skills had deteriorated, that would have been MJ when he was 39 years old. And then 2007, Appalachian State becomes the Division I AA first three-peat national champion. Also 2008, the Oakland Raiders become the first team to lose at least 11 games in six straight Seasons and 2013, while Casey Weldon didn't beat Desmond Howard for the Heisman that one year, Jameis Winston did win it in 2013 for Florida State. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Some garbage time. Dexter Collis, Chick fil A breakfast team phone line 970 242 1340. 
Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's Sports Leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Welcome back, 941. Jim along with Cake today. Uh, the new album, Those Stones, is really good, by the way. You think they're done, you know, Nick's like 80,000 years old, so is Keith. It's a miracle Keith's still alive. Right. It's really good. Hackney Diamonds is a really good album. The the song he, uh, they make those with Lady Gaga is phenomenal. Now, they did, uh, as part of this album, they did one with Paul McCartney, too, didn't they? Yes, they did. A Beatle and a Rolling Stone collab in 2023. And then I think it's on the one that he does with Lady Gaga that Stevie Wonder plays the keyboards on it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a really good album. I Just when you think they're, you know, they're done, it's their first new album in like 18 years of, of all new material. They did the blues cover album a couple a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was not all original stuff. It was covers. But like what the bigger bang I think was the last time that they did a new album. It's it's really good. It's really good. I think you'll like it. Um, I have to give it a full even, listen here at some point soon. Yeah, even the most uh, die-hard Stones fan that might go, oh, I don't know, I can't think, I can't. Uh, think good. I don't know. I, I think you'll be very very pleasantly surprised if you've not heard it. All right, uh, text your call us nine seven. Which I can't believe if you're a Stones fan, how have you not heard it right. at least at some point. All right, so let's see. Well, we got from, a, I was going to say, we got a couple of texts if you haven't. Uh, let me grab the one with the Dylan. Draymond Green, what an idiot. If any of us were to do that in our workplace, we'd be gone immediately. Five games, to, but the last one was soft. Pro athletes get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Chargers and Bills, most disappointing. So we're asking you which one's your most disappointing team this season. Now, to be clear, and, and Dylan's correct, that if we were to, you know, engage in active altercations and violence in the workplace, yeah, we'd probably be fired, rightfully so. But also, our job is, thank God, not a contact sport. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not saying that Draymond's actions are in any way justified, but, you know, if you're, there's times when, if you're playing a contact sport like basketball and you're bumping into guys and, you know, running through screens or whatever, occasionally, you know, Tempers may flare and, you know, body check here or there. You might go, eh, you know, not, not great. But, uh, again, still, sometimes, sometimes things happen. And in our work environment, thankfully, we do not have to worry about, I, for, for now, I don't think I have to worry about you choking me out or slapping me across the face or kicking me in the you-know-where. As far as I know. No, I, I think you're probably pretty safe. No, I, I mean there is the glass partition here, yeah. so that's that that is good. No, I don't. Yeah, I, do, you, do you get into it with people sometimes in the workplace, and it gets chippy? Yeah, it happens. It it does. Not to the level of but not Draymond Green, but not the point though where you actually like with Jordan Poole punches him, right? Or in these other moments, like. Basketball is a contact sport. Football is a collision sport. Basketball is a contact sport. Yep. And you're going to see things happen where, where guys are going to get into it. Well, I don't care if it's a high school basketball game. Don't care if it's college game. Don't care if it's city rec game. City rec games in particular. 
It is a hotbed for dudes for with bad decisions. Dudes, dudes trying to relive glory days or glory days they never had or thought they should have had getting into it, people. It's going to happen, but what Draymond Green does goes well well beyond that with his behavior. All right, 945. Jim along with cake today. Uh, is there another one anymore? We've, is there one I have not we got, um, got to? Did we uh, read Mountain Dave's? I did not. Why don't you go ahead and read it for us? So Mountain Dave on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team text line. Couldn't respond yesterday, but wanted to say that uh, Coach Pirano is always a pleasure to work with whenever our paths crossed. Always willing to visit and about any questions. He was very honest about his evaluation of some of my less than wise ideas. Last time I talked to him, we spent a few minutes talking about Chris. Class act will be missed by those who knew him. Indeed. Well well put, Dave. Well put about uh, the late Jim Perano. All right, um, 946. Time to open up the lid and hop in. It's garbage time. We're taking out the trash. It's garbage time on the Jim Davis Show on the team. Oh, I love trash. Got something you want to open up with? Yeah. So Ernie Johnson was recently inducted into the Sports Broadcast Hall of Fame. And here was a fun little moment from that where the guys from inside the NBA rushed him on stage. Who's got the statue for Ernie Johnson? Oh! It's a hey, we got a war. We got a war <laughs> We wanted to. Yes, sir. We wanted, we, wanted to hand, we wanted to hand deliver this. I'm going to give him a walk. Oh, that's not the award. Oh, so we dropped it, didn't you? you know. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. Congratulations, my brother. And we love you. You definitely deserve it. You guys are amongst greatness right here with this man here. We understand that every night that we're there. Love you, Chuck? brother. Hey, man. I'm solely by sponsorship since. 1989. Love you, brother. That's great. It, it was really cool. And Ernie had a good speech uh, that he delivered. It was it was real class real, guy. Total class guy. Yeah, Ernie Johnson, a very class guy. Who do we have on the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line? Sam and Fruita checking in late okay. on the show today. Sam, you came very close to, to missing it today. Hey, I was waiting for UPS to get here, and they still <laughs> haven't. So I thought, well, I'll just have to stand at the door. Okay. Just a couple quick shout-out. Uh, the Avs looked great last night, the way they should have looked all season. Hopefully they can keep it up. I was really happy that EJ got a standing ovation mm-hmm. at the, before the start of the game. That was, that. that was really super. And I'm glad someone called in to let your young friend know uh, about Dennis Weaver, that he was practically a neighbor of ours. That's right. In uh, outside of Ridgeway. And in fact, one of his sons uh, used to buy uh, soap from my wife. Oh, really? Yeah, and we've had some other people, famous people in the, in the neighborhood here. You know, Joe Cocker down in Crawford, and uh, Ricky Schroeder up in, on uh, Glade Park. Yeah, he had a almost fifteen thousand acre ranch up there. Yeah, he had a big spread up there. Years. He had a big spread up there. Yeah, but I. Yeah. But I was yeah I was just telling Mark Johnson the story about about seeing Dennis Weaver when I was driving through Ridgeway when they were herding cattle and. I was like, oh, my gosh, that that's Dennis Weaver. <laughs> yeah, he had an earthship out there. Yeah, he, and, he built it out of tires. It was because he was very, very pro-environmental, yeah. and he built it out of old car tires and things. It was a effort at trying to 
reusing building materials, repurposing things for for building a, a home. And yeah, he was. Uh, uh, it was just. Uh, it was really cool to see him. You know, after I watched him on, you know, as McLeod, and of course he was Chester on um, on um, Gunsmoke back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's where he got his career started. But uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, we we give Mark Johnson some grief because Mark looked very much like McLeod uh, with his <laughs> coat and jacket on. Uh, when he's in front of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> hey, um, you guys have a good day. It's good you talking too. with you. Likewise, and, uh, hopefully UPS shows up soon. Yeah, I hope so too, because <laughs> I really need what they're bringing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> take, Sam, care. take care. Bye-bye. All right, there's Sam for Fruita this morning. Waiting for UPS. Anxiously waiting. All right, last night was a big night for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh. He scored 64 points last night. Mark not just a career high for Giannis, but also breaks the franchise record uh, that the Bucks Michael Red previously held. He had 57 back in 2006, and it's the most points any player scored in the league this season. So a big moment for Giannis Antetokounmpo last night. Huge. Until the Pacers decided to act like a bunch of jerks. So oh, no. he wanted to keep the ball. Why wouldn't he? Look, look what happened last Drop night. Drop 64, yeah. Franchise record. But the Pacers took the ball away. <sighs> and they Guys. would not give him the basketball. And he went out and had like a little back and forth with, with the Pacers. And oh, Is this in Indiana, Indiana or was this in Milwaukee? This was, uh, it was in Milwaukee. Happened <sighs> in Milwaukee. Guys. Come on. I mean, I... <sighs> I get it. You don't, you don't want to be on the wrong end of a guy dropping sixty on you. Well, the, the reason why, at least, what appears to be the reason why, is that um, Giannis had a couple of pretty hard fouls in that game on some Pacer players. They didn't like it. They took they took exception with it. Ultimately, uh, Buck security, but they were able to get the ball for Giannis last night. Good. So it got to. It got kind of chippy last night on a very historic night. Also, Joey Otani, now a newly minted member of the L.A. Dodgers, the uh, 10-year, $700 million contract. That in no way, shape, or form is in any way like Bobby Bonilla's for now. Here's the interesting thing about it. He's not welded to the Dodgers for 10 years in this deal. According to the AP that he can opt out of his contract under this circumstance if either Mark Walter or Andrew Friedman loses their respective role at the Dodgers. Walter serves as the controlling owner of the Dodgers. Andrew Friedman's the team's president of baseball operations. Otani be able to terminate his contract with the Dodgers should either figure no longer be in place. That it's called the key man clause, according to Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Uh, XMLB manager Joe Madden also had such a clause in his contract and exercised it when he left Tampa Bay in 2014. So, hmm. this could be something to keep an eye on if things don't go well and Friedman moves on that Shoei Otani might say, yeah, and I, I don't love L.A. as much as I thought I did. And take him and his, take his nameless dog because he refuses to tell us his dog's name. It's and probably like the password for his all his socials or something. Why would you do that? You shouldn't do that. If you use your dog's name, then use in a combination of things. 
fair. Don't just go straight up skippy or scruffy <laughs> or whatever. I heart scruffy. Yeah, there probably, you go. Probably not a good, probably not. A, maybe you should do that, but maybe not. Maybe that's not the best password in the world. You got something else? Um, Not really. <laughs> not really? Well, I. Wow. Following the tradition of the Buckeye boy. Oh, not really. Don't got anything. Just, you know, it's. We're at that point where I'm, I'm ready for, I'm ready for the holidays. I'm ready to see well, my family. I'm well, ready to see my family's dogs. Thanks for finishing strong to the finish. <laughs> thanks for just taking all the way to the finish line. Because you're still here next week. I dude. know. I know. You're not done yet. I know. I'm going to try not to be uh, a senior on finals day, but. But we're not even close to finals I know, day. I know. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. Trust, trust me, I know. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We'll make it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna power through. They uh, they also have on awful announcing the the worst sports bloopers of the year. Mm. Do you know what the number one worst one is? Awful uh, announcing. Is it is it anything Al Michaels Thursday Night Football? No, oh. it's not. It's Colin Cowherd. When he's tied with Jason McIntyre. Oh, is this the one where he... About trading draft picks for Shohei Otani, which you can't do that in Major League Baseball. They don't allow you to trade draft picks. I thought it for sure would be the one where he thought that Dwayne Haskins was still alive. It should be. Or was that last that year? Might that might have been said last, that. that was last year. Well, still, that's an all timer. That's that, one. That's one that, where you can't recover from that. That is an all timer. The Carl Ravitch one's also an area forgets what inning it is. At the College World Series. Oops. Stuff happens. Trust me, we've all been there. Especially um, when the game goes till three in the morning. Yeah, no kidding. All right, that's our show. Back to you tomorrow morning at seven.